Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, that's me, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. This episode of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. My next guest, almost call her a regular on the show. Every time I go somewhere in the world, she pops up and we have a chance to have a conversation. She's the president of Fairmont Raffle. Is it Fairmont Raffles Hotels International? Is that what it is? Then? Well, we call it FIHI, which covers our three great brands, Raffles, Fairmont, and Swiss Hotel. Fine, be that way. That's Jennifer Fox. <laughs> Hi, Peter. Always selling, always selling. <laughs> it's my job. So as we are here now trying to figure out the trends you know, here at the International Luxury Travel Mart, there's another trend out there that's got to be of somewhat concern to you, and it's in the news all the time. You know, everybody talks about the disruptive economy. About, they call it the shared economy, the whole idea of Airbnb. And everywhere I look, whether it's hotels, rental cars, even limousines, I mean, everything is being disrupted. The whole distribution model seems to be changing. And, you know, if you look at the limousine service, you know, the only reason why I own a limousine service, or the only reason, let's say, why you want, want to drive for me is because I control the distribution, and you drive for me because I get the clients. Now we have Uber. You don't need me. You can drive yourself, right? There are the kids in, in Boston who, who were at MIT, and they were going to the airport, and they passed, what, the parking lot at the airport with 7,000 cars there, all personal cars that are just sitting there for five days while people are on a trip. They go, wait a minute, that's Airbnb for cars, and they're starting to do that. So if you run a rental car company, if you're Avis, National, or Hertz, you got some thinking to do about how you change this or how you adapt to it, right? Yeah, same absolutely. Thing, same thing in the hotel business when you see how many room nights are now being booked on Airbnb. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, the shared economy is changing the way we think about things in the hotel business. And, uh, you know, the thing is the market for travel is just growing so fast and it's been exponential in terms of the last few years. And I think that's going to be the trend moving forward. So I think there's room for all of this in the marketplace. I mean, if you think about share uh, Airbnb, or if you think about you know One Fine Stay, which is another one of these sort of shared uh, accommodations, 
what they don't offer that the hotel industry offers is the service that you get. Right. For example, if you're staying in someone's apartment at Airbnb, yeah, maybe you can order in, you know, from one of these companies that deliver food, but you're not going to get pizza. the experience. Yeah, pizza, yeah, yeah. pizza, or you know, Thai, or whatever your cuisine, favorite cuisine is. But what you don't get are the hotel services. So I think there'll always be a market for those people that want luxury and they want that luxury service. Well, I would think that at the high end, those hotels are almost immune from the Airbnb for a certain to a certain extent because people are there because of the service. Yeah, it's a very they're, different customer. But if you're the if you're a mid-level brand within the Sheridan family or the Hyatt or the Marriott family, all of a sudden other than the frequent stay programs which have a certain amount of attraction mm-hmm. attraction for guests, people are now saying, "Wait a minute, I I could actually stay here for you know, $100 less a night and have a three-bedroom house. All of a sudden, they're going, I'll do that. So that's what's, what's really upsetting the apple cart, so to speak. Yeah, but you know, I don't think hotels are, are seeing a downturn in their business because of those, because I do think the market is growing so much that there's room for different types of accommodation All right, and so different types of stays. All right, so let's talk about how the market is growing. When you say it's growing almost exponentially, where is it growing from? Well, there's, of course, the emerging markets. You know, China is a, a big consumer of travel today, which wasn't the case 10 years ago. So you're seeing this incredible, you know, a, a, as the urbanization of China and people are starting to experience consumerism for the very first time. So now they want these travel experiences and they want to travel. So that's a big and market spe- And they're us. spending the money. They're spending the money. You know, Brazil, Latin America, another big emerging market that we're starting to see some great business. They're going into city. They're coming into places like this in, in Monaco. Uh, they're traveling to London. They're traveling to Paris. So we're getting lots of business from there. Uh, Russia, even though you know Russia's in a bit of a, a downturn right now, but the Russian business has been incredibly strong uh, to this part of the world and to you know, other major markets. So I think that there's that kind of growth that we didn't have 10 years ago. So there's room for more different types of accommodation in the marketplace. And I also think Airbnb is tra- attracting a different type of customer that perhaps would stay in the luxury end of the market. They may be more interested in staying in the mid mid mid. You're talking about the younger millennials, or yeah, the younger millennials. You know, I think they're really attracted to this shared economy because you're right. You know, they're doing it with Uber, uh, they're doing it with cars. I mean, even I know, you know, I live in the centre of London, right in Soho. I mean, I don't have a car anymore, but when I want to use a car, I just rent one and I rent a nice little luxury car to go out on the weekend to the country. And that's another interesting development. And I, and I say this because people forget, in the U.S. for years. Ford Motor Company would have an advertisement every single year saying the Ford Taurus is the most popular car in America, right? You know why it was the most popular car? Because they based it on the sales of the car. They were fleet sales to Avis, National, mm-hmm. and Hertz. That's what the rental car companies bought, not Mr. and Mrs. Consumer, mm-hmm. right? Well, what are the rental car companies doing now? They're shrinking their fleets. So, it, and younger people are not buying cars as much anymore. They're, they're, they want, want a car, they'll go with Zipcar. They'll do... Yeah, right? well, they might do a Zipcar when they're running around the city, but when they right. come to a place like Monaco, they might hire a Ferrari for the weekend. So they can trade up or they can trade down, and I think they love that option. And if you're living in the middle of a big city, you know, you don't need to have a car anymore. So if you're, if you're a General Motors or a Ford, you have to start re- reorganizing who your upcoming markets are going to be mm-hmm. because you may be making too many cars, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so what's the future now? I mean, okay, well, I'll, I'll be devil's advocate. What's to prevent any hotel company, not just yours, any hotel company from saying, okay, we see these people with 20 million room nights last year going Airbnb, which is, that's a lot of rooms, right? What's to prevent you from saying, you know, why don't we go to some of the bigger cities, not resorts, but bigger cities like Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Miami, uh, and buy, uh, let's say, Fairmont Apartments? Well, we do. We have a lot of Fairmont Apartments all over the world. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we recognize... This is news to me. Yeah, well, um, you're here to learn. (laughs) 
Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> Peter, we can always learn from each other. I okay. know that I learn a lot from you. But, you know, if you think back about 10 years ago, Fairmont, I recognise that um, the way people were living today, that they wanted an option of being in an apartment. So we've got a couple of different um, residential uh, models, and one of them is our heritage place, where you can buy, and it's similar to timeshare. So we have these in places like Maya Coba. Uh, we have them in, 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 in uh, some of our resort locations. We have them in Maui. Uh, so we've got a lot of residential in our company today and we find it's most of our new projects, you know, we've got 114 hotels today going to about 175 in the next five years and out of our hotels under development, a big chunk of those have residential components where we manage the residential and uh, some of them where people purchase the residences, they use them for a few months a year and then they put them into the rental pool and we take care of them for them when they're not using them. So that's so great. So we're not really like timeshares. Well, we have the timeshare model as well, and right. that's our heritage place concept. Right. So we have a timeshare model, but we also have residences that we manage, and they're managed by Fairmont. Uh, we've got a great project in uh, Manila at the Raffles Fairmont Makati, where you've got 230 different uh, apartments, and about 130 of those we manage, and we use them and rent them, uh, just as you'd rent a three-bedroom hotel suite. So it's it's a trend, but it's been around for several years. And it's not, not new. And those are competitively priced. Yeah, they're competitively priced. So if you're there for a month and you want to have a little kitchen you can stay and instead of staying in a hotel room you can actually book a three-bedroom apartment people use them if they're there for perhaps you've got um, a consultant that might be working on a project for a couple of months or you might have people that are there for a week and they're a family and they've got children so they'd rather have rather than have a hotel room or two or three hotel rooms they'd rather have an apartment so we have a lot of that and we've got you know a lot of it moving forward into the future as well when you look at all your hotels, when you say 114 going to 175 in five years, that's rapid growth, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that is huge, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Under those brands that you mentioned before, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Is there a bubble that you breach at a certain point? Because it's sort of like the Starbucks idea. There's a Starbucks in every corner, and pretty soon you go, enough with the Starbucks, right? How do you know? that you haven't saturated a market? Well, I think if you think about our three brands and how we have them positioned and what our strategy is for each brand, uh, it's very different by brand. For example, our Rappers brand, we see Rappers going into mega cities, uh, major cities around the world, and you know desirable resort locations. So Rappers will never get to the point where it's probably going to be more than about 50 hotels. Then if you look at the Fairmont brand, we want Fairmont to be in every major city in the world. So for example, you know we're in London today, we're in Paris, we're in New York today, but we're not in Paris today. So we need to get a Fairmont hotel in Paris. So we're trying to go Fairmont where our customers want to go. And our Fairmont customers want to go to major cities and resort destinations. So we're very focused on sort of filling those gaps where we're not there today. And with Swiss Hotel, Swiss Hotel is a brand that we believe can go pretty much in um, secondary markets as well as main city markets and again resort locations. So we've got a slightly different strategy per brand, but we're not at saturation yet. So we've got a few more years to go before we have to be particularly worried about that. If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. 
This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.